Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the True Opinion Podcast. I'm your host, Adontis, and I am starting a three-part series on my top three reasons why marriages and long-term relationships break up. And for this episode, I am joined by my two favorite co-stars, Anaya and her twin sister, Amaya. Hey, little girls. Hey, you gonna be quiet while mommy records? Hmm? You gonna be quiet while mommy records? Oh, we'll see, I guess. So if you hear a little cooing or a little fussing, that's that's them in the background. But like I was saying, three reasons why marriages and long-term relationships break up. My top three reasons are kids, money, and sex. Not necessarily in that particular order. But that's probably the order we'll talk about them. Kids, money, and sex. So as I was getting ready for this episode, I did a little Google search to see what my good girlfriend Google had to say about the subject matter. And just from a couple of popular blog sites and, you know, articles and things, some of the other reasons why marriages break up or some of the top reasons why marriages break up are laziness, abuse, Lack of communication, of course, money and sex were on almost every list. Um, Being generally unprepared for marriage, a lack of communication, and high expectations. And that one kind of, I was like, high expectations? And that goes um, along with just generally not being prepared, I guess. And then... I was on Facebook, and one of my lovely Facebook friends shared a really wonderful um, article about expectations not being met in marriages, and that's why they break up. And so, like, the gist of what was being said was, like, you expect one thing from your marriage, from your spouse, you get something else completely different, and it results in some... Frustration, you know, and y'all, I guess y'all can't resolve it or whatever. And then it, it leads to a lack of communication. It leads to maybe some cheating, you know, all sorts of other kind of problems. So I'm going to start this episode with two kind of broad statements. One, adjust your expectations. Realize the partner that you have. I mean, it's good to know what you want out of your marriage or out of your relationship, but be realistic. Realize the partner that you have. Like, know that it's a person and not some archetype of some character from a romantic comedy or some TV show or something. And, uh, like, live in a real fucking world. It's great to have expectations, but... Make sure they are realistic and they are something that you and your partner can meet or at least something you can like realistically work toward because expecting perfection, expecting movie romantic love, expecting, you know, never to argue. Now, I mean, listen, in the vows, like if you're married, 
or you're getting ready to get married and you've heard the vows or you talked about the vows, it gives opposites for richer and for poorer, for sickness, health, better or worse. You're going to have, like, you're not only going to have the positive side of those vows, you may have the negative side, and you may have a lot of the negative side. So adjust your fucking expectations. Oh, I should really watch the cursing because I have little ears. Adjust your expectations. Talk to your partner about what you expect and proceed from there. Because, like I said, you go into this one in perfection, you're going to be sorely disappointed and you're going to be splitting up half your check in the divorce. So get it together. Secondly, communication, love, and open, honest communication, yes, are the keys for a wonderful, successful marriage. You got to have it. You know, because at some points I'm probably going to say, you know, talk about this or make sure you've talked about And I know somebody's going to say, well, isn't that just common sense? Listen, some people need to be told some things, especially if, you know what, like me, you are heading into a marriage and you did not grow up in a household um, where mom and dad were married. You kind of don't know how marriages work in the real world. You see TV marriages. You may see some marriages from the outside, but you never had a up-close-and-personal view of what marriage looks like. Then, um, yeah, some of the stuff may not be common sense. Common sense comes from you having experience in realms or in situations that you can incorporate into your knowledge and then apply to other situations. That's why it's common. It's part of you. It's common. But if you haven't had the experience, if you don't know about it, then no, you can't tell somebody, well, don't you have any common sense? Well, ain't that common sense? It ain't common to everybody. Shit. Stop. Knock it off. Okay, um, so yes, communication, love and communication, and adjust your expectations. That is my caveat at the beginning, so keep all of that in mind. It may come up a little bit again as we move through these three topics. But today, we're talking about kids and how disagreements, arguments about kids or you know, parenting styles can clash and it can lead to the dissolution of your marriage or relationship. So let's get into it. So I'm going to start this assuming that you have already had um, a talk about whether or not you want to have kids with your boo. So if y'all have Great, you're on the right path. If you're not, like, I don't know what you're doing with your life right now. You need to stop. I mean, well, don't turn this off. Finish listening to this. Then go get your babe and sit down and have a conversation about whether or not you even want to have children because some people don't talk about it. When you are in love and you are making love and you are all up in love, your brain dumps all these feel-good chemicals into your system. It is really like being high. And you know, if you've ever been high before, that sometimes you aren't thinking straight. You aren't thinking very clearly. So, 
this is something that may not have been discussed because, you know, it can be an uncomfortable situation, especially if you are, um, I don't know, let's see, you are in love with somebody, right? And the feel-good chemicals are still flowing, everything's going good. You don't necessarily want or may not want to bring up topics that could cause a rift, that could kind of shatter your reality that, you know, you may have to let this person go or whatever. You know, it's it's hard to do because everybody likes to feel good. And being in love feels wonderful. So if you haven't had this conversation, you know, take a minute, brace yourself and have it. You may just assume that the other person wants what you want because it seems like y'all are so perfect for each other, but that may not be the case. You um, may think, of course they want to have kids. Of course they don't want to have kids. Like I said, it may not be the case, so just have the conversation. And that's Amaya chiming in. What's wrong, Maya, Maya? So, after um, you have talked about it, if y'all both want to have kids, this is the next step. You need to figure out what your parenting philosophy is and that of the person that you will potentially be having these babies with. What I mean by that is like their parenting philosophy, their parenting style. Like, what is your approach to raising children? What are your attitudes about it? Like, you know, ladies, you and your fella, y'all together, and you talk about kids, and yes, you both want to have a baby. Great. You decide you both want to have two or three. Okay, fine. And you start talking about philosophies and parenting styles and everything and you learn you know that he feels like raising babies is woman's work and he's going to expect you to stay home and raise these kids you know he's not the changing diapers um type of guy don't really want to have too much to do with the nitty-gritty you know i mean Having babies could just be real down and dirty, and he don't want no parts of that. That's your job. His job is to keep the lights on and keep the roof over your head, and that's it. And you may feel like, listen, I don't want to give up my career. Um, I thought that this would be more of a partnership, raising these kids, and I, I am the primary caregiver and you provider and the dynamics that arise with that like this ain't 1950 this ain't what I want okay well right there is a source for conflict so now y'all need to utilize that great open honest communication and either try to come to some sort of agreement come to some middle ground I mean do something but you got to talk about it that's just an example of how you know a clash of philosophies surrounding parenting can cause conflict in a relationship. Also, I mean, look at the way your partner was raised. Listen to what they say. Ask them questions about their childhood. Listen to what they say. Meet their family. If they have siblings, meet their siblings. If they have siblings that are 
raising kids, spend some time around them and see how they treat their kids. Talk to their parents. I mean, you know, don't do it like a creep. Don't sit there with a notebook like, okay, so now tell me, you know, what did you do when he used to wet his bed or whatever. Just be observant of the way uh, parenting is acted out in your significant other's extended family. Because that will tell you a lot about the type of parent they're going to be. We are, for better or for worse, whether you like it or not, a lot of us, we just repeat what we see growing up. We, it's like being programmed. Their parents program them a certain way, and then you come in, you are a new programmer, and you are trying to um, debug the code, rewrite some areas. I mean, it's a long process. It's a tedious process, and it, it really helps to know, like, what you're dealing with in the beginning. So, again, it's some stuff that you can talk about. If you talk to your loved one and he tells you he grew, he grew up getting his ass beat, like, listen, whoopings was the order of the day. You did anything, my dad was coming for that booty. And you are like, uh, well, I don't believe in corporal punishment. I don't think you should hit children. I think it, you know, lowers self-esteem. I don't think it's disciplinary. I think it just promotes anger and, you know, um, violence. And I don't want that in my house. Well, now y'all got a problem. Because you going to be telling this man how to discipline his children. I mean, these are not my words. That's what he going to think about it. Right, Anaya? No, that's Anaya. She didn't like that. She like disciplining children. I do what I want to do. But, um, yeah, so you have to talk about that. Discipline, how you discipline, when, why, that is a big issue. And how kids are disciplined goes a long way toward... Um, you know, like determining almost like the kind of person they'll be, like their thoughts about life and the world and how you interact with people and how you treat other people and what kind of, I mean, it's just like almost everything, everything. Like you think about it like this, you have a kid who grew up not being disciplined for anything. Imagine what type of adult they are. They may feel entitled. They do nothing wrong. They can do whatever the hell they want, right? Is that the kind of kid you want to raise? You just you just really going for it, huh, Nana? You want to be all up in this episode, huh? And also, before you become a parent, you know, you not only need to investigate your partner's parenting style and look at their childhood and background but also you know think about your own it takes a lot to undo the programming of your childhood it takes a lot of self-awareness it takes a lot of honesty and reflection and sometimes I mean and if it's if it was tough or traumatic or some things happen that you know just no good no good you just you need to understand the effect that that had on you. And you need, I always say, heal your past. I mean, I don't always say it. I say it 
quite often sometimes. Heal your past. And know that any scars or residuals that you have from childhood, you may unconsciously visit upon your children. So you want to get rid of that. And it takes, like I said, it takes a lot. It don't happen overnight. So before you have children, you need to learn about yourself as well. And then share that with your partner, especially if y'all are in a place where one of y'all is like really wanting to start um, a family now. The other one wants to wait. If you are waiting because of some personal reasons, some things happen or, you know, whatever, just share that. Let them know. You, if you're going into a marriage, you shouldn't really be having deep, dark secrets buried in sub-basement six of your brain anyway. But, I mean, if you do, maybe it's time to unearth some of those, especially if they're related to childhood trauma. Oh, that's a good episode. Secrets in marriage. Ooh. I had to put a pin in that. But also um, a thing about when, you know, time and to have children. This starts a lot of arguments and disagreements sometimes because one person is ready and one isn't. Well, I mean, this comes also with talking about when you're going to have kids being open and honest about it. Now, I don't think it's anything wrong with once you get married or once you settle into the routine of your relationship, if you want to wait a little bit before you have babies. Because once you have a kid, everything just changes. The way you move changes. The way your money is set up changes. Everything kind of has to reorient itself around the needs of this child. And that can mean that um, some of the things y'all like to do, like if you like to travel a lot, if you like to pick up and go, be spontaneous, some of those things may suffer if you um, were the type you like to, I mean, I don't know. Listen, it's even really hard for me to talk about what adults do (laughs) that don't have to think about having kids because. I got a bunch of kids, so I haven't been in that situation in a long time, but it's good for y'all to enjoy the things that you like to do together as a couple for a while, you know, work on your relationship, work on your friendship, because that is what you are really going to have to lean on once you have kids and things get hectic. You may not be able to connect Romantically as much as you used to Um, You may not be able to go and do all these fun fancy things like you used to So you are really going to need a foundation of friendship To get you through what's coming when these babies start coming Listen, Anaya then took grabbed the cord of the microphone and did something with her little hand and flipped the microphone all the way around. Little girl, stop. Okay. So, yes, work on your friendship. Work on your relationship. Decide when it'll be time to have kids. I mean, that's just my true opinion. If you want to get married and start having kids immediately, I mean, by all means, it's your uterus. Do what you will. But I think... You should probably wait a little bit. 
get to know each other first, iron out those details surrounding kids and parenting. Details, you say? Yes, details. Things that you may not even think about, you know. And this kind of goes back to parenting styles and expectations, all of this stuff. What kind of education do you want, public or private? One of y'all saying public, one say private. Uh-oh. I mean, that can cause a problem because it's, it's your your kid is involved with your love and your money is involved. Now you start talking about private school. Um, if the kid gets sick, who's staying home from work? Is somebody going to be a stay-at-home parent or are y'all going to do daycare? Somebody's saying, nope, I don't want strangers raising my baby. The other one's saying, oh, that baby going to daycare. It's another issue. All of these things need to be at least touched upon. You don't have to iron everything out, get it 100% nailed down. I mean, it would be great if you could, but the way, I mean, reality is it don't always happen like that, and people change their minds all the time. But, you know, just start the conversations. That's the bottom line. Start the conversations that you need to have to prepare for parenting. And listen... When you're having these conversations, if y'all are arguing a lot about it, if your parenting styles are just radically different, they don't match up, if you believe in, you know, supportive, loving, talk it out, timeouts, or, you know, some combination of that and being a little harsher and the other person is just a stone cold disciplinarian or whatever, if y'all can't get it together without a kid, it may not work with y'all having a kid. And so then now that is something else you need to decide. Are you going to stay together and maybe not have kids? Are you going to stay together and have kids, cross your fingers and hope for the best? Or, you know, do you need to go your separate ways? And that's just something that you you really have to be honest with yourself about. Like I said, being in love dumps all sort of chemicals onto your brain and have you thinking sideways sometimes. But if you ever come up for air, if love's drug releases you, think about it and make the proper decisions, you know? So, now, oh, okay. Now let's talk about what do you do or what do you do if you meet the love of your life and the love of your life has children already. One kid, two kids, it don't matter, a bunch of kids or, I mean, and this goes for men and women. You know, a lot of times now in society, People get together and break up. It's only natural. Not every relationship lasts. And sometimes children come out of those relationships and they go live with their mommy or they go live with their daddy. And then here you come along and you in love with their mom or daddy and they have these children. So you want to get married. You're in a long-term relationship. What do you do? How does this work? You have to blend this family. You become stepmom or stepdad. What do you do? How do you do this? Let me tell you, my first blended family tip, I'll call it. This will probably be my only tip. I don't know. 
But the first blended family tip is you have to have patience. Patience, patience, the patience of Job, patience, patience, patience. You just have to, above anything else, you have to be patient because one, bliss isn't going to happen overnight. You may feel like it is so easy to fall in love with this person. It was so easy to fall in love with your future wife or your future husband or your boo or your bae. It was so easy, but you know what? Honestly, it may not happen like that with their kids. It's not going to happen overnight. And nine times out of ten, it probably won't be easy. It is difficult to come in and to be responsible for a personality a set of genetics that you had no hand in creating. And so the point of that is to say that you may visit your own expectations for what you want your kid to do or be like upon this kid that has none of your genetic material, none of your traits. You were not responsible at all for molding their personality especially if they're older so you know you come in and you you want them to behave certain ways and it's like they're not just gonna let me let me tell you something kids are especially older when they get into that preteen teen area kids are crazy as hell you know their brains are going through all sorts of Shenanigans trying to regulate all these chemicals. And, you know, I feel like like this is the time where it's decided if they're going to be like a psychopath or a well-adjusted functioning member of society. Like the brain is almost like flip-flopping around in there reorganizing, reorienting. They're learning so much about themselves and the world. And then their mom or dad falls in love with some stranger and now somebody else is in their house that they have that they are expected to you know a lot of times listen to that they are expected to love and and they just a lot of them just like I ain't got time for this like I ain't please I don't don't care my mama may love you my daddy may love you I don't know you you know what I'm saying like you have to be so patient and you have to just put yourself, I say put yourself in the kid's shoes. Whether it's a younger kid, younger children sometimes may be easier because they are still learning. And a lot of times, you know, they have a little more love. You can bribe them easier with candy and things. I don't know, you know. But um, once they get old, these babies are really talking. You got a lot to say about this, huh? Why you got so much to say? This don't apply to you. <laughs> but um, yeah, put yourself in the kid's shoes and just imagine how different that is for them. And imagine how their little brain must be thinking, you know. So tip number one, like I said, be patient. This is also what y'all need to talk about before... You kind of go full force, full fledged with this relationship. You need to iron out 
the responsibilities of the step parent almost to me like almost down to the letter because so quickly situations can arise and disagreements will pop up and out of nowhere y'all are fighting and arguing over something that I mean you could have discussed earlier or figured out earlier or something just it just don't need to happen so like even like what you want the kid to call you if you want to be called mom or dad, if you want to be called Mr. or Mrs. something or, you know, what you need to know that. Um, oh, the thought train just left the station without me. Come back, thought train. Come back, come back. So let's see. You need to iron out what you want the kid to call you. Discipline. Who's doing the disciplining? Is So let's say... You meet a man who has a kid, right? And he is going to be leaving the kid with you. I mean, obviously, sometimes you and the child may end up alone if he's going out to work or going, you know, wherever. This is just how households work. What is your mandate for discipline? If the kid gets disrespectful and running off at the mouth, do you have the permission to slap their face? Um, do you have to call their dad to get permission? Do you just send them to their room? What you know? What can you do? Because that I mean that'll start a fight so fast. Just think about it. If you don't have the go ahead to put your hands on the child, and you do. And then they call and they daddy, she slapped me. And then he's going to be mad, you know, if he if that's not something that he's comfortable with. So you have to iron out who is disciplining, what discipline needs to look like. Um, you have to remember when you are gaining a stepchild or as a bonus baby, as I like to call him. I think it just sounds better than step. It has such a negative kind of feeling to it. When you are gaining a bonus baby, you have to remember they come a lot of times with their own entourage, meaning they come with their their other parent that your partner was formerly in a relationship with. They come with a grandma and or grandpa from over there, aunties, uncles, cousins. They come, maybe even other brothers and sisters. They come with a whole other entourage of people that a lot of times you may have to deal with and interact with. So you need to find out, like, what's the deal with this? Am I involved in these interactions? Do I make decisions? Do Am I part of conversations to make decisions about how and when the kid spends time with these people or things that happen. It is it's just very important for y'all to define roles. It's extremely important. And not only do you define the roles, but you be honest about what you are and are not comfortable with. I'm trying to wait for a night to finish that thought before I finish. You got something to say, Nana? You finish? <laughs> you have to define roles and you have to be honest with what you are comfortable with and what you are not comfortable with. You know, with men, to me, my opinion, 
It's my show, my true opinion. Men much easier will get with a woman that has a kid or kids and will think in their head, those her kids. I ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, and then, you know, play a role kind of or act away. And then, you know, but in the whole time kind of harbor these, those are your kids type of feelings. And I think that is just despicable. I mean, it's just terrible. If you are going to be with someone and especially if y'all have talked about it and she expects you to be part of the kids' lives and you say, I will be, and then you feel like, like, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, that's just, that's just terrible. That really is just like, oh my God, really? If you are, listen, let me put it like this. Okay. That unity ceremony where you light the candles with, you know, your wife and her kid or kids and yourself signifying that y'all are one, that is so cute. All right. But like it needs to be real. You have to have an attitude of like if something is going on in your marriage or whatever where you are at the cusp of making a bad decision that could jeopardize your marriage, you can't just think, you know, oh, because I'm going to lose my wife. It's I want you to have an attitude of I could lose my family, you know, because to me the kids should be like your own. You should, if you are... Entering into this long-term committed relationship with somebody and either exchanging vows or not exchanging vows or whatever, you should feel like their kids are your kids. And that go I will go on to say, listen, do not, if you're getting married, do not get married. Do not exchange those vows. Do not have that cute little candle ceremony if you do not love that kid. Do not. If y'all aren't getting married, you're just going to cohabitate, and that's fine to each his own. But if you do not love that, listen to my ignorant-ass neighbors. Shut up, blowing that horn. Go to the door and knock and ask the person to come out. My gosh. Oh, sorry. They do that all the time. Like, oh, my God, where's the common courtesy? It is early in the morning. Blowing the horn like everybody want to hear that. People still trying to sleep. People who don't have twin babies who wake them up at, at all times of the night so they decide to record their podcasts. But anyway, where was I? If you don't love those kids, do not get married. Do not. Move in and start combining all your finances and and everything you're going to do if you do not love the kids first. Postpone the wedding. Stay at your own apartment. Continue to live separately. Do whatever you're going to do if you don't love those kids because marriage is difficult enough. Now, I love being married. I do. But it is not, um, 
I'm going to have to work on some words to describe to you, like, really what marriage is like. But, you know, briefly, I can say combining people or living with somebody, being with somebody who y'all are almost, even if you're the same, but even, you know, you're different, you come from different backgrounds or, you know, even if you have all that stuff in common, just being married is difficult. Because you constantly, constantly have to keep the other person in mind. But, you know, I don't know. That's not all of what makes it difficult. But I don't, I don't know. And I don't want to make it seem like, oh, my God, marriage is a drag. It's not. It's like one of the best things I've ever done in my life. But it's not just you marry and then... You go on and you go out into the world and you go on about your day. It's not like that. There is really something to this shit, like something more, you know. And even in the beginning, it can be a little difficult, you know. So if you put into that mix problems with parenting, a stepchild, being a step parent, getting into it with your spouse over your role or your lack of caring or whatever about the kid is really just a recipe for the worst disaster. It really is. So you really need to love that child like they are your own. Know what you know what you're getting into with them and with the kid and the kid's entourage, you know. Know about parenting styles, all that. But I mean, I cannot stress enough. Like you really have to be invested. You really, really have to be invested, and you have to be invested because if you think you can just live with a woman and be like, those are her kids. Or that's her kid, they ain't got nothing to do with me And it's not gonna cause a problem First of all, women ain't stupid They they don't see right through your shit Even if in the beginning they don't see it Eventually, they gonna see through the facade And they're gonna be mad And so everything that you do or say Or don't do or don't say pertaining to this kid They're gonna see it through the scope of You don't care anyway And that it's going to cause a problem and cause arguments. Frankly, I don't know how you can be with somebody and they have a kid and the kid is here with y'all 24-7 all the time. Kid ain't going nowhere and you don't care about them. Like that, that's like, like, why would you, why would you even put yourself in that situation? You, cause I love her. Like, but really do you, you have to love every part of her and a child is Becomes part of a mom's heart and soul and life So if that part of her You ain't feeling 100% Are you really feeling her? Like you cannot be selfish in this And be like Well I, but I want her Well, I'm just Just walk away If you ain't down for the kid Or whatever This ain't what you want You're not about that Step parent life Or you just Listen people are people If you just don't like the kid you don't have to tell, like, hey, I don't like your child. But if you know this, like, you know, I don't like, 
don't like the way this kid has been raised, which now you're bringing up issues of parenting, like you don't like her parenting, or you, it's something, just walk away. You know, just walk away. As hard as it may, may may be, you think you may have found the love of your life. If you really can't walk, work it out, if you really don't want to be a step-parent, if you really, it, just walk away. Don't waste your time or hers or the kids. Don't inflict any emotional pain and scars on nobody. Just do the right thing and walk away. And here's Anaya. Nai-Nai. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I wish y'all could see the way she didn't twist herself up in this chair. She... <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Where do, where do we leave off? You don't like the kid. You can't be a parent. You don't want to be involved. Be an involved step parent. Walk away. That was that. Because here is what's going to happen. You're going to argue. And the arguments are going to get terrible. You are going to say the most horrible, terrible things to each other. The arguments are going to be so vicious and so nasty. And, it, I mean, its it will quickly become a toxic situation. And if y'all have kids together, then you are inevitably going to start to make the your kid and my kids distinction, which no child should be raised in an environment um, where favoritism is the norm, where they feel like um, other children are put above them, which is just favoritism. I hate when I restate what I just said in another way. That annoys me. Anyway, you're going to start to make those distinctions, and that's not good. That is truly, I mean, it's just, it's terrible. You start to root for your kids over the other kids. You want to do for for your kids and not her kid. And that, listen, you the new person. Okay, let me just be honest with you. You the new person. You the intruder. Okay, her and her kid, they've been down since conception. Since birth, this human grew inside of her baby, and only because of her does this life exist. This life came into the world through her body. You are the new person. You, you the intruder, not that kid. That kid is not the reason why you and your wife not happy. You the reason why you and your wife not happy. You the reason why you and your girl are not happy. You are the reason why the household is in chaos. You are. Before you came along, they may have been fine. Or at least they didn't have the problems that you bring in with your attitudes because you wanted to have the cake, you wanted to have a mama, but you didn't want the responsibility of what came along with that. And that's your fault. So you need to check yourself. It's not the fault of the kid. It's not her fault. Because let me tell you something. No woman ever got with a man 
that she knew, and y'all say, uh-huh, because look at, I don't care, that ain't real. No woman, no well-functioning, undamaged woman got with a man that she knew would not accept her kid. Hated her kid, didn't like her kid, was going to play favoritism, was going to call her kid names, was going to not root for him, was going to abuse him. No woman ever got somebody who knew that in their head that that was what was going to happen. So at some point, you, sir, lied or you changed up. And now you want everybody else to reorient around you. Let me tell you something. And I saw a statistic online. I wish I had written it down. Maybe it wasn't a statistic. It was just a statement. But it was true. It said that um, in the realm of step parents, it goes easier when a stepdad is, uh, when your stepchild is a girl and you're a man. And it's a little more difficult when your stepchild is a boy. And that is almost obvious, but here's why I think that's so. Because if you have a stepdaughter, you see her and you, most likely you see her mother. And you can forget that she came from somebody else almost. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like... This is my wife's daughter. This is a reflection of my wife. This is, you know, women, um, you know, their daughters sometimes have their traits. They raise them. They're like them in in their likeness. You're teaching them to be ladies and women. So you see it as this is my wife's daughter. This is someone that my wife is pouring into that's going to be like my wife that I love, you know. Well, when you have a stepson... I think for men, it's hard for them to see the young man and not the man that created him. And it's like this other man is living in your house and eating your food, using up your resources, taking time away from you and your wife. I I really feel like if a lot of men were more honest with themselves, they would see this. And you have this problem sometimes, not all men, but I think some, you have this problem because you feel like this child is a walking, talking, reminder, reflection, image of some other man. Some other man who used to be uniquely intimate with your now wife or your bae, and you can't like it. You know, and if that is the case, just just let it go. That just let it go. I mean, if you can hear this and you realize that, I don't even know what to tell you to do to fix it. Try to try your hardest, but if you can't, just walk away. Maybe you don't need to date. Or be married to someone. Okay, wait. Don't just walk away if you're married because, you know, I don't believe in divorce. No, divorce is a very real thing. But if you stood up and you made some promises, you need to try to keep them. And if you got married to a woman with a child, you made promises to her, God, and the child, you need to try to keep them. But if you are 
not married, if it don't take a judge to break y'all up, then maybe you need to just walk away. Because like I said, I don't know. I, I don't know how you fix that perception. Because it's a really effed up perception. Because a child is a kid. A kid is a kid is a child is a kid. It has no control over who their parents are. So you seeing a young man as a reflection of his father or being reminded of or feeling like a piece of this man, a part of this man is living with you and you taking care of it. I mean, I think that's that's something wrong with you. And what is going to start to happen is men... Listen, I feel like this episode is getting a little heavy on the man bashing. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean for it to be that way. But this these are just like... I mean, just listen to me. Men are selfish. A lot of men are selfish. And not necessarily in a bad way in that, you know, meaning that they're selfish when they want their wives to themselves. Nobody wants to share their wife. And even when you and your wife have kids and your wife becomes mom and she is momming all the time to all these little kids, you feel left out. You feel like you want your wife back. You know, that's what I mean by selfish. Like you, you want your wife and you should want your wife. And a lot of times, you know, you, you have to make adjustments to um, uh, allow, not allow her, but you just you just have to make adjustments when y'all have kids. When you have this stepkid, and especially men, when you have a stepson and you have these feelings of this is this man in my house, the reflection of this man in my house, then you start to get, like, real... I don't have a word for it besides crazy, and that's not the right word. You you start to act a way about this woman and her son, you know, and it's it's really a fucked up way that you can act sometimes. And this, like I said, you are the intruder. This kid deserves his mama, deserves his mama's time attention and love and you start to act like you know that's my wife and and I want her and you are projecting some feelings onto this child and I know I'm talking in circles I'm trying to get there but it's like um just just stop it you know just stop you start to think like it's something wrong or unnatural with their relationship Here's the thing, and this goes back to the kind of relationship people have growing up in their parenting style. If you are a man well-adjusted who had a good relationship with his mother and you understand the love between a mother and a son, a mother and her children, but you understand the unique relationship between mothers and sons you have felt love like that is the first place where a man experiences love from their mom you know and that the type of love that they have whatever that has spawned that's kind of how they go out to the world treating women that's how they think about love and relationships that's 
kind of how they may even emulate their relationship toward emulate. That's kind of how they may structure their relationship with their kids based on the relationship they have with their mom. So for you, if you don't see that the way a mother loves her son is not, it's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing unnatural about it. It's nothing weird about it. That is just love. You need to look back into your own past and see like, do, do I know what a mother's love looks like? Do I understand it? Because I'm looking at my wife or my girl and her kid, and I'm like, oh, you know, you always, y'all always talking, or he always want to hug you, or you telling him that you love him, and and you think that's strange, dude? Like, really? Like, it's not, it's not strange. It's nothing wrong with it. And you know, if you think that. Her parenting style is, or the way that the kid is raised, or all this love and affection that she's showing to the kid is detrimental. Like, listen, something may be up with you. You need to examine that. But aside from all that, understand, especially if y'all have talked about it and it is decided that you are going to be a part of this kid's life. Like some people decide like, hey, this is my kid. Don't say nothing to him. Don't look at him. I'm going to discipline him. I'm going to raise him. I'm going to pay for him. It ain't got nothing to do with you. And if that's how y'all run your household and it works, okay, whatever, fine. But if y'all have decided that you are going to be an active participant in this child's life, you are going to be in this role of father, then um, for you to truly be a father, you have to understand that it's a reason why it takes a mother and a father, a man and a woman, to create a child. Listen, don't we're not finna get into all the other kind of family types and and whatever. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about right now. When you there takes different energies and different perspectives to raise a balanced child. So you may have the mother who is more loving and caring and nurturing and the father who is more of a disciplinarian, more of a, um, I don't know, you know, a man raising a boy, whatever. Like, that's kind of how it's supposed to go. So trying to solely impose your will and ignore the mom is not going to work. There's a saying, I don't know if I made it up. I would like to take credit for it, but I think I may have heard it somewhere. I probably did, but I would love to take credit for it. But I'm sure I heard it somewhere or I read it somewhere. It says there's um, the only test to a father's will is a mother's love. Meaning, you know, you can want to impose whatever attitudes, feelings, sanctions, disciplines, whatever you have on a child, and the only thing that is going to stand in the way is that mother's love for that child. And I say this to say, in the realm of being a stepfather, if you are 
not treating that kid in a way that the mom thinks is okay, in a way that she thinks is not coming from a loving place, you trying to help or mold or whatever, her love is going to shield that child. And when I tell you, yeah, that's your wife, but that's also that kid's mama. And she is going to go up against you every time. Y'all are going to fight and argue until one of y'all just leaves or you get fed up. It's not going to stop because if she a real one, you're not... You're not going to treat a kid wrong. You're not going to yell and scream and curse. You're not going to create a divide in the house between the kids. You're not going to do any of that without coming up against her love and a love between a mother and a child. And we can even, and not just in the realm of stepdads and sons, but stepdads and daughters and whoever, stepdads and whomever, you try to go up against your wife concerning that kid. If she think you're not doing right by that kid for whatever reason, you not you're not gonna win. You're not gonna convince her. In the short term, she you may get a few concessions of you're right, maybe we need to try it this way. You may get to a place of compromise, but you think you gonna just impose your will without Going up against her love for that kid, you are dead wrong. And all you're doing is slowly marching y'all down to divorce court or packing your bags for her to throw out the window when she puts you out the house. That's it. So you need to just, you need to get in tune. And that that's like as real as I can be about it. You just got to get in tune with the program. You cannot impose your will and think it's just going to be cool. Like I said, especially if it ain't coming from a good place. Now, ladies, with you meet a man, with men and their kids, if you meet a man who has his children, I mean, he didn't got them from the mama, full-time dad, that means he is all in, Okay. Men, it's it's like men are so strange to me. Like I just, it's like you have the ones who could care less. Oh, oh, that sounds terrible. Care less about their kids. So you had the ones who, you know, are who are okay being part time dad, or who are okay being child support dads. Like I'm just gonna send a check, and you know it is what it is. And then you have ones that, like. When they with they like they are all about this kid, they are all in. But they meet you and they love you. They bring you into the house, or y'all gonna get married or whatever. They expect you to hop into this role of mom, even if the kid's real mom is around. Even if, um. What else was I going to say? Even if the real kid, if the kid's real mom is around, even if, I don't know. But they they expect you to hop right on into this role, okay? And if you don't, like, men will pick up on it. They will, if you are marrying them, if you are in a relationship with them, you need to fit into the life of them 
and that child. And they will, a lot of times I feel like they will be like, and they will tell you and make no apologies about it. The kid comes first. I love you. I'm in love with you. This is my baby. You know, I got my baby full time. Kids come first. And if you're not with that program, listen, you can't do nothing but respect somebody who laid out for you like that. If you're not with that program, move along. Don't try to pretend. Don't lie. If Especially if you don't have any kids yourself and you meet a man with kids and he expects you to be in this role of his, you know, like helpmate with this child. He expects you to go full stepmom, supermom, or whatever. If you ain't ready for that, let them know. And maybe y'all need to just, I don't know, stop dating. Don't get married. Maybe you could just mess around or something. But if, you know, if that's not your ministry, let him know. Because for real, that's what he's about. And you will find yourself on your way to divorce court or packing up your things and moving on out of his house. Because you don't want to be a stepmom. And like I said, it's nothing wrong with you if you don't want to be a stepmom. Guys, it's nothing wrong if you don't want to be a stepdad. What is wrong is when you lie about it. What is wrong is when you don't tell the other person. What is wrong is when you try to pretend you create strife in your relationship. That's wrong because you wait, you causing damage and you wasting everybody's time. So if that ain't what you want, then just move around. Move around. Six billion people on the planet, millions of people in the United States. You will find somebody else whose um, life, extended family or whatever is compatible with what you want in your life. I have talked a lot. Let's see. Is that it? Is that it, Maya Maya? We doing? No, I think there was something else I wanted to say. So back to the dissolution of marriages and relationships surrounding kids. What I want you to take away from this is, one, be honest, open, communicate. Figure out, if you want to have kids, figure out your parenting styles, meld your parenting styles, figure out a plan for how you think you want to try to parent, iron out details of parenting and logistics of kids as best you can. I mean, listen, there is no book. There is no book. There is no manual. Well, there are plenty of books and manuals that try to tell you how to raise kids. Let me tell you something. They are full of lies. There is no way that you can possibly predict every single scenario or feeling or reaction or anything that happens when you are raising little human beings. So the best you can do is to try to be prepared in advance, but also be flexible enough to be able to change gears, change it up, switch things up if it's not working, and work with your partner on it. If you are blending a family, you're bringing in different sets of kids, if you are becoming a stepmom or a stepdad, number one, make sure that you love the child unconditionally. That's another thing. Unconditional love means I love you no matter what. That's what mothers have. Fathers, to me, have a 
mm, a, a harder time with that. It's like, do what I say, and then I love you. No, be a kid that I want you to be, and then I love you. No, kids do what the hell they want to do. That's why you need to have unconditional love because you are molding them and shaping them. You cannot expect them to be perfect. You cannot expect bliss and happiness to come overnight. You have to be patient. You must love them unconditionally before you go into a deeper relationship with their parent. And if you do not, don't get married. Don't move in. If you think it's not going to happen, walk away. Don't waste anybody's time. Don't hurt anybody's feelings. Don't inflict any emotional scars. Just go on about your business. Guys, if you are becoming stepfathers to sons, please be aware of your attitude and your actions. Understand that that boy is not his father, not a reflection of his father. He is his own person that his mother loves because she gave him life. He came into this world through her, and that is the only thing that is at play in her relationship with him. It's not because she miss his daddy, because he look like his daddy, because she want to be back with him. It's nothing to do with that. It is only because she is a mother, and she loves him with the love of a mother for a son. And ladies, if you are becoming a stepmom, to uh, stepkids, when a man has the kids full-time, understand that you are going to be expected to jump into that role and play it almost perfectly. I don't want to say that. You are expected to get in there, get your hands dirty, be stepmom, and all that it entails. And if you don't, he will probably drop your ass. So that's it. That is kids. And how kids, discussions, arguments, fights, situations surrounding kids can break up marriage primarily because y'all don't talk about it. Or because you go into it lying and you try to make something out of nothing and it's not going to work. It just absolutely will not work. So I feel like I ended it on such a negative note. Let's try to do that better. But... Kids are wonderful. They are. I have five of them. I have two bonus babies. Kids are wonderful. I love kids. They are, aside from meeting the love of your life and getting married, like having children is like one of the best things I think that you can do. It is an adventure. Every day is different. And, you know, to me, it's always worth it. And if you can do it with your best friend, if you can do it with the love of your life, and when I say your best friend, I mean your husband or your um, your long-term partner or whatever, not your, your, just your BFF. But if you can do it with your best friend husband, your best friend partner, it's even better. It is even better. Trust me, believe me, it is. It ain't easy, but it's always worth it. So... That's it for us. Night night finally fell asleep. Amaya hanging tough though. You got something to say, Maya Maya? Anything? <laughs> All right, y'all. Make sure that you 
Huh, follow me on Twitter at True Opinion Podcast. Nope. Twitter is True Opinion Show at True Opinion Show on Twitter. True Opinion Podcast on Instagram. Check out the website, trueopinionpodcast.com. Make sure that you go to the iTunes store, rate, subscribe, review, download me anywhere you get your podcasts, um, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, um, everywhere. Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Take their iPhones and just go, you know, go to the podcast app, open it up, search for True Opinion, and just subscribe and then when new episodes come out and they get that alert, tell them, click on that, listen to it. It's funny. It's fun. It's cool. It's informative. You'll like it. Do it. Do me that solid. Okay? All right. That's it. Bye, y'all.